Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DXP and you're listening to the Crypto and Coffee Date Podcast and today is the 9th of Feb 2023 and the prices of Bitcoin, Ethereum and Binance BNB and pretty much the top cryptocurrency market has gone down since the last 24 hours. The global cryptocurrency market is down by 1.78%. Now I was really hoping that the global cryptocurrency market crosses the 1.10 trillion dollar mark but let's see how the weekend turns out to be. Now in today's episode guys, we are going to be talking about NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain network. Now look guys, when Satoshi Nakamoto did write the Bitcoin white paper, he did have other use cases beyond making payments. It looks like NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain has gained a lot of momentum. And as of today, over 13,000 NFTs, scholars, ordinal NFTs are on the Bitcoin blockchain. Now if you're someone who is not sure about it, what I'd really recommend you to do is Cassie Rodmer is the guy who's behind it. So look at Ordinal's website and in the podcast, I'll also recommend a podcast that you can listen to in order to get a technical understanding of how NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain work. Now look guys, the Bitcoin maximalists are definitely not happy about it. But at the same time, there are certain Bitcoin maximalists who did not like the idea, are kind of okay with having NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain network. Now you should know that Bitcoin did have an update in its underlying protocol and that's where Taproot's no signature kicked in and because of that NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain is definitely possible. Now in today's episode, I'll very briefly go ahead and talk about it because it is a very technical topic and it'll take me at least an hour or so to go ahead and explain it in detail but nonetheless I'll give out very basic level information on how it works. The second news and the massive news is about the oldest cryptocurrency exchange and looks like they are facing probe by SEC or US Security Exchange Commission. So we'll very briefly go out and discuss what implications could that have. Now we also have some news regarding Brave Browser that they have partnered with Solana. So really interesting and positive development. Now guys in my yesterday's podcast, I did talk about Dubai Zwara, that is Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. They did release some guidelines. Now once you read through the report, it does actually states that Dubai is banning privacy cryptocurrencies So definitely not ideal, particularly for privacy coins such as Monero, Zcash and quite a lot of other. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. Now so far as UAE is concerned, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee a Day podcast, I'm going to be discussing two news from UAE and both the news are events that I'm conducting in the month of March. And the sessions are completely free. The first session is called as Metaverse, the High Priority and New World Order and this takes place on the 3rd of March and the second session is special our analysis on Bitcoin so it is political, economical, social, technological, legal, environmental and religious analysis on Bitcoin. Now look guys, I tend to use special our analysis for stable coins, for central bank digital currencies. You can do it for pretty much everything because it does provide a very comprehensive outlook of an industry. So a lot to cover on today's episode. So let's kick start with today's episode. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. 
Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee A Day has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto & Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto & Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto & Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild well, but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race and Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from sandstorm to spartan race, from tough mother to desert warrior challenge and also the government gov games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights creep on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs and these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger a company headquartered in Paris, France and Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. 
They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you're taking care of that, let's look at the global cryptocurrency market. Now yesterday, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies did temporarily pump up. Unfortunately, the prices of top cryptocurrencies and the global cryptocurrency market has gone down. And as of today, 9th of February, the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.07 trillion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.78%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is only at $56.51 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 8.61%. Now, so far as DeFi is concerned, guys, I really am liking the fact that DeFi is accounting for a much higher percentage of the entire total crypto market 24-hour volume. In 2022, DeFi was absolutely devastating. Now, I'm talking about in terms of the percentage it accounts for the total crypto market volume. And look, guys, if cryptocurrencies are to go mainstream, DeFi should ideally account for 40 to 50% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, it might take at least a couple of years for that to happen. But nonetheless, as of today, 9th of February, the total volume in DeFi accounts for 10.13% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And in terms of dollar amount, it is at 5.72 billion dollars. Now, so far as the total value locked is concerned, it is ridiculously low and only at $49.29 billion, with Lido leading the race at 17.37% and $8.56 billion is locked in its protocol, followed by MakerDAO at $7.3 billion, Core Finance at $4.96 billion, Aave at $4.67 billion and Convex Finance at $4.27 billion. Now, the numbers for DeFi is looking good, but unfortunately, the volume of stablecoins is still accounting for a staggering 91.19% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, this is definitely not ideal, which just means that stablecoins are the one which is the driving force of the cryptocurrency market. And apart from that, guys, the volume of stablecoins is ridiculously low at $51.53 billion. So, in an idealistic world, the volume of stablecoins should not be more than 20%. But when that thing happens, that will give us an indication that cryptocurrency protocols are being utilized instead of fiat currencies. Now, out of the $51.35 billion of all stablecoin volume, Tether USDT accounts for $39.88 billion, followed by Circle USDC at $3.60 billion, Binance USD at $10.11 billion. Now, guys, let's look at the market share. 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market cap is at $435 billion and Ethereum's market cap is at $198 billion. Now, just to give a quick perspective, when Bitcoin was at its all-time high of over $69,000, only the market cap of Bitcoin was over $1.2 trillion. Now, listen guys, only the market cap of Bitcoin alone was $1.2 trillion and fast forward to 9th of February 2023, the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.07 trillion. So really strange times. Now let's look at the 24-hour trading volume. Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume is $26.1 billion, whereas Ethereum 
is at $7.7 billion. The dominance of Bitcoin is 41.30%. Ethereum at 18.80%. It's going to be really interesting to see what dominance that Binance BNB have. I definitely feel that it might be somewhere between the 5-6% to mark. Now guys, in today's episode, I'm going to be looking at the market cap of smart contracting platforms and of privacy cards as well because we do have some update which is unfortunately not good news for Dubai and UAE so far as privacy cards is concerned. Now Ethereum's market cap is $198 billion followed by Binance BNB at $50.58 billion and Cardano at $13.20 billion. So far as privacy cards is concerned, Monero is clearly leading the pack followed by Zcash at $559 million and finally Decred at $342 million. Now, so far as privacy cons is concerned, guys, there's also a report which has been put up that in the month of January, Metaverse platforms, or rather cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols that are connected to Metaverse, did actually pump up the most. And unfortunately, privacy coins did not pump at all. So it looks like January was definitely not the best month so far as price is concerned for privacy coins. Now guys, let's look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin. Now unfortunately, Bitcoin, Ethereum and Binance BNB coin are all looking red. Bitcoin is at $22,737. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.21%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 4.91%. Now remember guys, when Jerome Powell did actually announce the inflation numbers, a lot of high net worthy individuals, a lot of institutional investors were the ones who were actually buying a lot of Bitcoin. So the price hike that we had seen was only because of institutional investors. Now, so far as Ethereum is concerned, it is at $1,625. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 3.16%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 2.80%. And Binance PNB coin is at $300 and $20. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 3.82%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 0.82%. Now look guys, in the world of Bitcoin, particularly among the Bitcoin maximalists and also among Ethereum maximalists, the massive talk that is going on is about NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain. Now there are good things as well as bad things. So I'll try to give out some basic level information on what are the good things and what are the bad things. The only good thing I can think of is look, the strongest network without the shadow of a doubt is the Bitcoin blockchain network. But unfortunately, the Bitcoin NFTs have exploded in the last few months. And a recent survey, which was done by BitMEX Research Group, shows interest has skyrocketed following the first ordinal transactions that took place on the 14th of December. And as of today, guys, over 13,000 Ordinals NFTs are on the Bitcoin blockchain and there is massive evidence that the buzz about a still young favor of non-fungible tokens is actually going fast. Now you might be under the assumption that you cannot do anything on the Bitcoin blockchain network besides sending payments. That is definitely not true. Apart from making NFTs, you can also play games on the Bitcoin blockchain network and this is scary. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is if you do want to listen to some technical information on how the Bitcoin blockchain network works, Bankless has if not one of the best videos explaining how ordinal NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain network works. So what I'd really recommend you to do is go to YouTube, listen to the Bankless podcast because they go ahead and explain in detail 
as well as the technical elements and the host did a phenomenal job in asking the right question, he also asked Eric Wall who's kind of the technical expert in NFTs and also a technical expert in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Along with that, there was also the Bitcoin developer Cassie Rodmore who did try to give out explanation on how ordinals work on Bitcoin blockchain network. Now listen guys, this is a very complex topic. So what I did, there was an article written on BitcoinMagazine.com which starts to explain how ordinals and NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain works. So what I tried to do is, I copy-pasted that information, I put it out on ChatGPT. So let me just read it out from ChatGPT. Now listen guys, I did ask ChatGPT to make it extremely simple for you listeners to understand it. So what I'm going to do next is I'm just going to read out what ChatGPT has done, which hopefully makes it easier for you listeners to understand how NFTs on Bitcoin blockchain network works. So here it is. Ordinals is a project by Bitcoin developer Cassie Rodmore, which aims to provide a way to track the lineage of individual units of cryptocurrencies called Satoshis. The project consists of two parts, Ordinal Theory and Inscriptions. Ordinal Theory provides a framework for understanding the distribution of Satoshis after a Bitcoin transaction, suggesting that they are sent in first in and first out manner. Inscriptions is a specialized Bitcoin wallet that allows users to inscribe data into the Bitcoin network by purchasing ledger space in the witness data. And this data can be used to record personal events or track the history of specific Satoshis. The ordinal project adds an additional layer of meaning to the numerical data in Bitcoin network and provides a unique perspective on its working. So that was the explanation thrown out by ChatGPT. So using these data, you can go ahead and create and issue NFTs. Now one thing to note is that when you're doing that, you don't necessarily have to pay for the minus fees. And this has got mixed reaction because what happens is, because these ordinals are used on the Bitcoin blockchain network, so far as the size is concerned, the size is getting full and the miners can go ahead and ask for higher transaction fees. And Bitcoin.com has actually reported the rise in on-chain fees has gone up by 122%. And this fee coincides with the new Ordinal's digital collectible trend on the network with the number of inscription nearing $20,000. So from a Bitcoin mining industry point of view, this definitely is good because miners can definitely charge and additional transaction fees as well. Now, what are your thoughts, guys? Because there is an absolute mixed reaction to this. And Descript has also provided an article that states, the controversial Ordinals project continues to drive the Bitcoin community. In Jan, it caused an uproar in the Bitcoin community as enthusiasts, advocates and developers argued the merits of putting JPEG on the blockchain. So I really am not sure what the future of this is. But listen, guys. One of the reasons why Taproot and Snow Signature was implemented on Bitcoin blockchain network is precisely for this reason. And Bitcoin Maxillabilis, to be honest, are completely split on this opinion. Now, what are your thoughts? Mention them in the comments below. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding Kraken. Because there is a report which is put up by Bloomberg that states that the oldest cryptocurrency exchange in the world, that is Kraken, is facing SEC probe over unregistered security. Now, unfortunately, at this point of time, the article does not mention which tokens or offerings were drawing scrutiny, but it does state that Kraken settlement with SEC could arrive in the next coming days. So as and when the news develops, I'll try to give us some more information. On my Crypto and Coffee 88 podcast, I did talk about Kraken shutting its office in Abu Dhabi. So it's kind of like a mixture of reaction 
considering the fact that Kraken is the oldest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. Now, technically, gas speaking, the oldest cryptocurrency exchange is not Kraken, but it is Karsa Exchange, which is from Dubai, UAE. If you look at the license date, Karsa Exchange from Dubai, UAE did actually get the license few weeks before Kraken actually got the license. And this is going back to 2011. But Karsha Exchange, they did face some problem. And hopefully, I'll try to get the CEO of Karsha Exchange and try to get out more information. Now, guys, let's talk about some interesting news regarding Brave Browser. And Brave announced via Twitter that Solana dApps is now supported on Brave. And this is for iOS and Android users. And the tweet also states that in addition to storing, sending and buying SPL tokens in the wallet, Brave users can seamlessly access top Solana dApps such as Magic Eden, Orca, Jupiter Exchange and quite a lot of other and even to perform DeFi and NFT related transactions on both the mobile and web versions. Now this partnership may sound great but to be honest guys this partnership should have happened at least 5-6 to six years ago. Now granted at that point of time Brave Browser was not functioning as well but in the cryptocurrency world these kind of partnerships may sound great but is it something that you'd want to hear in 2023 i really am not sure but nonetheless positive development from the cryptocurrency world but if you talk about these partnerships at a macro level i do think that it is outdated now guys let's discuss some news regarding vara because in my podcast few days ago because i did go ahead and explain virtual asset regulatory authorities guidelines now there is an article which is put up by daily coin and only after that i did actually validate it i double checked it and looks like Dubai is planning to ban privacy cryptocurrencies with new regulations. Now, what I'd really recommend you to do is go to Vara's website and on the very front page, you can download the official document. Now, once you download the official document, on page number 9, it very specifically mentions the issuance of anonymity enhanced cryptocurrencies and all virtual asset activities related to them are prohibited in the Emirate. Now, when you talk about virtual asset activity, I really am not sure if this also means conducting events. So, let's say if you do want to have events in the world of Monero or Zcash, I really am not sure what the regulatory guidance is. Because here, it clearly states that issuance of anonymity and as cryptocurrencies and all virtual activities related to them are prohibited in the Emirates. Now, unfortunately, guys, this is definitely not good news because when you talk about Dubai and UAE planning to be the number one city in the world so far as Web3 is concerned and privacy is, if not one of the number one things that needs to be implemented with the use of Web3.0 technology. So, personally, I really am not sure what my standing is. Ideally, it should be technology over government rules and regulations, but nonetheless, it is rules and regulations. So, we definitely, definitely need to go ahead and follow now guys let's discuss two news regarding uae and both the sessions are conducted by me and i tend to do these sessions every month the first one is metaverse the high priority and new world order so in today's episode let me go ahead and explain what is it that you can expect in the session now the session is completely free of cost and it is on the 3rd of march from 11 a.m to 12 30 p.m gulf standard time and listen guys if you do want to attend this session look at the show notes below i've gone ahead and updated the link where you can register or alternatively guys you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com so let me try to go ahead and explain why i'm doing this session now look guys there's so much of hype surrounding metaverse 
So I wanted to go ahead and explore and give my understanding on the basic concepts of Metaverse and its impacts. And I want to go ahead and share the institution and companies joining on board in the Metaverse hype. We'll also go ahead and explore the hype versus reality. Now look guys, ever since Facebook changed its name from Facebook to Meta, everyone has become experts in the field of Metaverse. So we'll go ahead and look at the expectations versus reality. We'll also go ahead and explore the hardware and software limitations that are currently taking place in the Metaverse world. We will look at real life use cases and quite a lot of other. I have intentionally kept the topic as Metaverse, the hype reality and new world order. Now so far as new world order is concerned, will the USA have a competitive advantage? Will it be China? And guys, in tomorrow's Metaverse Everything podcast, I'm going to be talking quite a lot about Saudi Arabia. And is it possible that Saudi Arabia will have a competitive edge in the Metaverse? And what are the steps countries can take to be an early adopter in the Metaverse? So this session is idly broken down into three parts. In part A, we will look at the history of Metaverse. What the hell is the Metaverse? We will look at the hype of Metaverse, the hardware and software required in the Metaverse. In part B, which is my favorite, I look at areas where Metaverse merges with the physical world. We will look at news and events surrounding Metaverse in Dubai. We'll also go and explore blockchain in the Metaverse. And do we still need blockchain in the Metaverse? What is an ideal form of payment and medium of exchange in the Metaverse? Now listen guys, I'm not a fan of blockchain merging with Metaverse now because we still need to solve the blockchain trilemma problem. Once the blockchain trilemma problem is solved, then maybe we can talk about blockchain in the metaverse. But nonetheless, I'll go ahead and explore the top metaverse platforms, the limitations of blockchain, NFTs in the metaverse, and artificial enabled NFTs in the metaverse. One of the biggest changes which I think might happen in the metaverse is ChatGPT connected to an artificial intelligence enabled voice recognition platform where you can actually talk to a person and that particular person or avatar is connected to ChatGPT. And that thing might happen probably in the next few months. And I'm pretty much sure that there are other companies already working on it. And in part C, we will look at Dubai Metaverse strategy. Now look guys, I have a standalone episode explaining Dubai Metaverse strategy. And in tomorrow's episode on Metaverse Everything, I'll also go ahead and update some more things that are taking place. So far as Dubai Metaverse is concerned, we will also look at the leading governing body that is Dubai Wara a virtual asset regulatory authority and one of the goals of Sheikh Hamdan is to be the top 10 city in the world. So we'll go ahead and explore all those cases. We'll also look at Dubai Metaverse Assembly and Dubai did have a phenomenal event last year called as the Dubai Metaverse Assembly and they had tech experts, Metaverse influencers from all over the world with the iconic building of museum of the future and I'll also go ahead and talk about networking and quite a lot more. So the session is completely free of course. Now, on the very same day, on the 3rd of March, I do have another session called the Special R Analysis on Bitcoin. And Special R Analysis, guys, stands for political, economical, social, technological, legal, environmental, and religious analysis on Bitcoin. Now, look, guys, I think we can do this analysis on stable coins. We can do it on Ethereum. We can do it on other cryptocurrencies. You can do it on Metaverse as well. So, I plan to do Special R Analysis on other things as well. Now, this session takes place on the same date as the Metaverse, Hype Reality and New World Order, but it is in the afternoon at 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Gulf Standard Time. And look us, look at the show notes below to get the registration link. The registration is completely free of cost. Or you can also go to eventbrite.com and look for Blockchain DXP or also drop in an email 
to info at blockchaindxp.com. And so far, a special hour analysis on Bitcoin is concerned, it is ideally a tool used to gain a macro level picture of an industry or an environment. So we break down elements of Bitcoin at a macro level to understand its impact and vice versa. So we'll be discussing each area in detail. And so far as politics is concerned, we will look at if is Bitcoin apolitical. Now look guys, Bitcoin was created as a movement towards suppression of money and the state. Now when that thing happens, I really am not sure. It might take at least a couple of decades. But until then, politics and politicians do have a very powerful play in the trajectory and direction of Bitcoin. And so far as US is concerned, we will also look at right-wing's view on Bitcoin and open source and freedom of speech. And we'll also look at left-wing's view so far as Bitcoin, freedom of speech and open source innovation is concerned. And look guys, it's a no-brainer that left-wing politicians and ideologies are not in favor of Bitcoin, are not in favor of freedom of speech and the whole cancel culture is popularized by left-wing ideologies and politicians. Right-wing politicians, on the other hand, are definitely in favor of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and right-wing politicians are not in favor of CBDCs or central bank digital currencies. Left-wing politicians, on the other hand, definitely want a lot of control and they are the advocates of central bank digital currencies. And if you look at politics, let's say in UK, conservatives are in favor of Bitcoin and open source. Labour Party not so much and some of the Labour Parties have said notoriously bad things regarding people dealing in Bitcoins and quite a lot of other. So in that sessions, we'll go ahead and have an in-depth discussion. Now so far as economical factors is concerned, we will look at is Bitcoin the biggest global wealth redistribution and can Bitcoin change the dynamics of money? We will also look at the inflation numbers, the exchange rate and something which I've been seeing in my Crypto Coffee at 8 podcast since the last few days is Jerome Powell talking about inflation and deflation is having a massive impact on the price of Bitcoin in particular. So we'll go ahead and explore that. And so far, social factors are concerned. We will look at the social impact of Bitcoin and blockchain for generations to come. We'll also go ahead and explore Bitcoin's use case in first world countries versus Bitcoin's use case in underdeveloped nations. So in countries such as Zimbabwe or Africa and underdeveloped nations, how many people have been benefited by Bitcoin? We'll also answer this question. Are millennials the one who are into Bitcoin or is it boomers? And look guys, the answer might be surprising. So far as technological factors is concerned, we will look at the user experience of Bitcoin. We'll also discuss the folks of Bitcoin. And guys, in today's podcast, I did talk about because of Taproot and Snow Signature, we are also in a position to issue NFTs on the Bitcoin blockchain network. We will also look at the economies of scale for setting up Bitcoin mining operations. And this topic is so relevant because in the last quarter of 2022, a lot of the Bitcoin mining companies did actually go belly up. Now, so far as the legal factors is concerned, we'll answer this very simple question. Is Bitcoin legal? Now, you can ask the same question for Ethereum as well. Are smart contract legals? Now, so far as Bitcoin is concerned, we will look at where does governance fit in? What is the role of regulations and legislations so far as Bitcoin is concerned? And what is it that governments can do in order to support innovation and Bitcoin's adoption? Now, regarding environmental factors is concerned, we will answer this basic question about ESG or environmental social governance. And look, guys, this ESG is popularized by none other than Larry Fink, who is the CEO of BlackRock. So essentially what happens is he writes letters 
to CEOs from all over the world, even people like Elon Musk, have to follow what he says or rather has to follow his orders. So we look at Bitcoin mining energy consumption, we look at the past, the current and the future state of environmental impact on Bitcoin and vice versa. And so far as religious factors is concerned, we will answer, is Bitcoin Sharia compliant? What are the religious factors, commonalities and differences in Bitcoin and how is Bitcoin seen in the Middle East and quite a lot of other? And guys, Dr. Sefadeen Amos, one of my favorite podcasters, he does have few interviews where he talks about Bitcoin from a legal perspective. So I'll definitely go ahead and urge you guys to go ahead and listen to it. So essentially at the session, we will look at all these factors. Now if you do have any points that you want me to add, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. And so far as the news for Crypto and Coffee Date is concerned, that was the news for 9th of February. So that's all for today, guys, on the Crypto and Coffee Date from Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com and check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs. DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Rose who asks, do you think the Middle East could be a leader in the Metaverse? Now to be honest, I really am not sure Rose if Middle East could be a leader in the Metaverse. Now if you look at it at a macro level, considering the geopolitical situation which is going on particularly in US, if you look at the inflation numbers, I do feel that US might still have a competitive advantage in the Metaverse and the reasoning is when you talk about Metaverse it's so critical that you truly understand the impact and the importance of semiconductors and nanochips. Now, with the Biden administration, the United States of America is definitely taking the lead. So far as nanochips and semiconductors is concerned, now over time, I do feel that US might be a dominant player in that industry. Now, whoever has a massive dominance in the semiconductor and nanochips industry, I do feel could be a leader in the metaverse. But I wouldn't be surprised if Saudi Arabia or even UAE takes the lead in the semiconductor and nanochips industry. Because when you talk about hardware devices, semiconductors and nanochips will definitely go a long way in deciding which country could be a leader in the metaverse. Now, at this point of time, bros, I do feel that the second country could be China. The third or fourth country could be the Middle East. But Rose, in my episode tomorrow, I'm going to be discussing quite a lot of technological adaptions and academies being built in Saudi Arabia. So tomorrow's episode, I would definitely recommend you to listen because tomorrow's episode, I'm going to be talking about what Saudi Arabia is doing in the world of metaverse. But again, it could be possible that there are some macro level changes, maybe some unfortunate events similar to COVID-19, maybe possibilities of war that change the dynamics of geopolitical situations. And if that thing happens, I wouldn't be surprised that if China does actually take the lead in the metaverse or if it would be a Middle Eastern region. Now, if the Middle Eastern region does actually be a leader in the metaverse, I do feel that it could either be Saudi Arabia or United Arab Emirates. But to be honest, 
I'm leading towards Saudi Arabia. Now, in my Metaverse Everything podcast shows, I'm seeing quite a lot of news, particularly in the world of blockchain, Web 3.0 and Metaverse been taking place in Saudi Arabia. And for the past six months, I think the news has died down in UAE. But nonetheless, I really am hoping that Dubai does turn out to be a world leader in the Metaverse because one of the visions of Sheikh Hamdan is to be the top 10 city in the world so far as Metaverse is concerned. And I really am hoping it does come out to fruition. But to answer your question, I do feel that at the moment, United States of America, followed by China, followed by Saudi Arabia, including UAE, could be a leader in the Metaverse. I wouldn't count out South Korea as well. Because South Korea is definitely keen so far as technology is concerned, or maybe even Japan. So it's definitely going to be a tight race. But once again, if there is some massive chaos in the geopolitical world at a macro level, I wouldn't be surprised if things changes and hopefully it turns out to be good for everyone. So that's it for today, guys, on the Ask Me Anything series from Blockchain TXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And tomorrow, guys, I'm releasing two episodes so far as Metaverse is concerned. The first one is the Metaverse Frontier podcast. The content is written entirely by ChatGPT. I'm using an AI-enabled voice. And the second one is the Metaverse Everything podcast. So if you do like listening to these podcasts, Please make sure you follow the button, give it a 5 show rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Krypton Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And now the series of episodes on Krypton Coffee at 8 works as we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And tomorrow guys, make sure you check out two episodes, The Metaverse Frontier and The Metaverse Everything. So thanks so much for listening and have a nice one. Bye bye.